on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. On the 16th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with the president of the Peel Thunderbirds, Ann Fenton. We head out to Mackay and chat with AFL Queensland Regional Manager, Jeff Newman. And feature highlights on the first AFL Women's Exhibition match between Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs at the MCG. All that and more on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for joining us on the 16th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. And a special shout out to Matt and Katie from girlsplayfooty.com for hosting uh, this podcast, the radio stream, and our various articles as well. I'm looking after the Facebook page, which looks absolutely fantastic. Heaps of content around the uh, AFL Women's Exhibition match. And thank you, everyone, for all your likes and all your shares and all your comments uh, throughout the last week and a bit. Really does mean everything to the crew here at girlsplayfooty.com. And I can confirm the announcement that we just recently made that, yes, I'll be opening up the wallet once more and uh, buying an airfare, flying out to Perth and uh, calling the Western Australia versus Victoria Women's State match on Friday, the 5th of June at Domain Stadium, which is a curtain raiser to the Richmond-Fremantle match. Now, we expect to go to air about 2.30 p.m. WA time. That's 4.30 p.m. Melbourne time and the bounce down beginning at 3 p.m. local time. And I hope to have with me Ashley Renshaw and Julie Nichols in commentary. So uh, go to girlsplayfooty.com for the stream. Our radio call, 2.30pm WA time, Friday 5th of June for West Australia versus Victoria. We hope to be able to make an announcement on the Victoria versus New South Wales game on Sunday 7th of June. We're just waiting the green light there from AFL Victoria and we'll let you know about that, hopefully in our next podcast. Let's get into the interviews and the first person we're chatting to is the president of the Peel Thunderbirds who play in the West Australian Women's Football League in Anne Fenton. Now Anne, I, I need to bring to your attention an interesting Interesting stat. Melbourne defeated the Western Bulldogs at the MCG in the first AFL women's exhibition match. They only kicked four goals, surprisingly, and half of those goals were kicked by Peel Thunderbirds, Kira Phillips and Emma Swanson. Yeah, fantastic. And Kira Phillips' last goal was very, very exciting. And and what was the what was the atmosphere like if we go back a few weeks ago when, when Emma Swanson's name and Kira Phillips' name was called out as part of the draft that they'd be off to the MCG and playing for the Demons? Oh, we were ecstatic, over the moon. Not terribly surprised, though. Both the girls are incredibly talented girls. So, yeah, very, very happy to be, being a part of Peel Thunderbirds. Let's go and have a look at the history of the Peel Thunderbirds. I believe you started back in 2007. That's correct, we did. We started in 2007 with a reserve in the league team um, and now we've um, got eventuated. We have um, three teams, a league, reserves and youth girls team. And a very successful last year, I believe, as well for the youth girls being uh, WA Premiers for 2014. Yeah, that was brilliant. Really exciting um, to have them win that game. And in 2013 was uh, when they actually entered the uh, waffle and they actually lost the grand final by one point. Ouch. Uh, yes, yeah, which was pretty disappointing. Um, but um, as I said, they came back last year and are grand, grand final winners. And this year, they actually haven't lost a game yet. And is that program starting to pay dividends for the senior club as well, for those girls coming through and coming up? It has. It's been fantastic to have. Actually, next year, we have seven youth girl players that are actually going to be entering our senior um, squad. So we're quite excited about that. And uh, we've got, we're probably going to have over 100 girls trying out for our youth girls team next year. 
Oh, that is a fantastic number. And uh, is that all coming off the back of, um, over in recent weeks, the National Youth Girls Carnival being held in Mandra and, and the fantastic press that uh, Mandra got for it? It has been, actually. That was a really, really uh, great opportunity for um, ad- advertising female football. Uh, but we've actually got um, over 5,000 girls playing um, football in, in the Peel region at the moment at, at a youth level. That, that is a fantastic number, and, and I guess that uh, bodes well for the entire WAWFL uh, uh, competition. I guess when we look at Victoria and there's about six, seven divisions there, you've got two divisions in, w, uh, in WA and SA, but I guess that can only expand if you've got 5,000 coming through. Yeah, and in all the schools, all of it, most of the um, schools in um, the Peel region all have a female football um, development program, um, and we've been very fortunate with Lee Elder who began that, and we've also got Ellie Lambkin who uh, works for uh, Australian Women's Football and she's actually been developing that. So that's how we've been really lucky to have that type of future. And I guess it's all looking at the long term because it has been a tough start to year for the Thunderbirds at senior level. Um, still fifth out of five sides in, in league and seven out of nine in uh, reserves. Yeah, it has been a, a rough uh, start. Unfortunately, we had quite a few injuries in the pre-season and we had a couple of girls uh, leave. Living in Mandurah, we have a lot of um, you know, girls that um, moved to Perth for jobs and things like that. So, But um, I, at the moment, I think it's, it's only looking up for us. Um, it's a really positive future, with, as I said, with the amount of girls that are interested in becoming, um, you know, with AFL just coming around the corner for female football, um, hopefully in 2018. So that's been really um, great for our future, as I said. And I've just had a look at your, uh, your website, peelthunderbirds.com.au, a very professional-looking uh, website, and, you, and you've had great community support behind you as well. Uh, you've got a 200-membership goal, currently sitting at 170, but with sponsorship, yeah. you wanted to try and raise 20000 You've surpassed that, 26000 We have. We're really thrilled. It's been a large number of people. Um, H&M Perry have been amazing and jumped on board this year. Um, they've been able to purchase new jerseys for our girls and helping us with the renting of the ovals. Um, and we've got a large, a massive number of um, new members. And Peel Thunder Football Club, the boys' uh, club, have really helped us out as well. So that's been a really great opportunity for us. Um, we've actually started the 100 Club membership this year um, as the inaugural year. So we don't just have uh, girls as members of our club. Uh, like the last couple of years, um, it's only been girls being members. But now we actually ask the parents and supporters to all become members of our club. And hence, so that's how we've got. We had our 70... 72 girls um, register as members last year and as I said, yeah, 172. So it's been great. And you mentioned that uh, close relationship with the uh, Peel Thunder men's side. I know, for example, this year South Fremantle have uh, uh, had a game where they played immediately after the men with the WAFL. Uh, Have you had the opportunity as well for the Thunderbirds to be able to play on the same ground, same day? we actually have we've actually had that game. Um, it was a brilliant uh, night. It was a nighttime game after the, uh, the Peel Thunder, and a large number of the Peel Thunder, the Peel Thunder versus Claremont, and the Claremont uh, boys stayed back to watch us play, and the uh, Peel Thunder um, members all stayed back to watch us play as well, which was wonderful to have. And we thank Anne very much for her time, and wish her Peel Thunderbirds all the very best throughout uh, season 2015 and into the future. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet, check out PeelThunderbirds.com. That's a nice-looking uh, site there. Very well presented. Now it's time to head up to Queensland. We've been focusing a lot on the southeast Queensland corner around uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast, but the game is ever-expanding in areas around Toowoomba, Cairns, Townsville, 
and especially Mackay. And that's why we've got on the phone AFL Queensland Regional Manager who's looking after the Mackay area in Jeff Newman. Uh, Jeff, it's really expanding, isn't it, in that uh, Mackay area? Um, five teams for season 2015. Yeah, definitely, and especially here within the Mackay region, expanded to, to five teams in the region and, and looking to expand further going into 2016. So it's still, it's really starting to take off uh, the female footy space, which is fantastic. And when did female football uh, first really kick off around Mackay? So the AFL Mackay Women's Comp is into its second season as a, um, as a, I guess, a sanctioned competition. But it's been running now for about four years. And uh, in its first couple of years, there was a few All-Stars games, representative opportunities, and it, and it really grew from there. So I guess it's uh, it's given the uh, the female footballers, the athletes, the opportunity now to, to play on a regular basis. And of course, it's not just Mackay Central itself. It does expand outside of there. Yeah, that's right. So we've, we've got the uh, got uh, the Eastern Swans and uh, and the North Mackay Saints and uh, three sides, I should say, with the Magpies in Mackay. And then we've got the Bakers Creek Tigeresses, which have just came in, which is about uh, half an hour's drive um, south of Mackay Central. And then we've also got Moorumbah, which is out the Central Highlands, which is three hours um, out of Mackay. So it's quite a, a large, uh, widespread uh, sort of competition to play regular footy, but uh, they're uh, all jumping on board and it's going from strength to strength. Yeah, just having a look at some of those clubs. First of all, starting off with Murrumbar at the moment, uh, they're a bit unlucky, the Bulldogs. They're sitting on the bottom of the table. Um, what's the stability of their sideline? Because I think of, uh, I guess, men's football in WA around some mining towns, similar to Murrumbar, where they have, I guess, almost a changing side week to week because of a lot of fly-in, fly-out workers. That's right. It's, it's quite tough for the Bulldogs. Um, so they, they have a very similar sort of setup. They've got a core group that are that are with the team regularly, but with that flying play out, it, it does make it tough. And they've got a, a large list. It's, it's close to 30 or 40 that rotate through. And it, it's, I guess, one that's really tough for uh, for Damien Krause and his coaching staff to, to have regularly uh, a regular side show up every week. So it's uh, it's an ongoing uh, circle, but uh, they, they make do. Um, and, uh, you know, they are struggling at the moment, but they've, they're seeing the depth start to come through and, and the girls starting to pick up um, things through the Implemented Academy here in Mackay and a few other things as well. So they won't be on the bottom of the ladder too much longer. And also a, t- a tough start for the other out-of-town side in uh, Baker's Creek. Yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously for the rookies coming in, it's, it's always tough to, to know where they're at. And they've got a lot of players from the uh, from an Indigenous and, and multicultural background that I guess are picking up the sharing for the first time. They're, they're, they're coming from the, the non-Australian rules background in, in soccer and rugby league. So it's taken them a while to get used to the oval-shaped footy, but um, they're coming along and we've definitely seen improvement from round one through to round seven so far. So they're coming up against the Magpies uh, this weekend and it's going to be another tough uh, encounter for them, but uh, they have improved, which is the main thing. And the Magpies are uh, Stoppable ball at the moment at the top of the table. I haven't dropped a game. And if I'm correct, I'm reading here that uh, the club was only formed more recently in 2011, but out of another side. Yeah, that's right. So they, they amalgamated with the Endergrove uh, Kangaroos uh, to make the, uh, I guess, uh, strengthen the club and, um, and and make it a little bit stronger out of their brand new base at the Magpie Sports Park. But uh, the women's side have, have had a fantastic run so far and uh, they're, they're looking the goods at the moment. They're, they're, they're a very strong offensive team, but they've, they haven't really been challenged defensively just yet. And, um, and no doubt the, the Bakers Creek uh, Tigers will, will do everything they can to, uh, to penetrate the 450. So it'll be an interesting game, but the Magpies are the, the front runners at the moment. And if we have a look at women's football in Mackay, how do you schedule the games there? Down in South East Queensland at the moment they've been trialling, uh, obviously having the Twilight matches straight after the main QAFL games which they reckon gets a lot of the crowd to stick around. How's the fixturing work for the women's uh, in Mackay? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a case by case situation, and uh, I guess compared to South East Queensland, we, we don't have the luxury of, of all venues having lights and, and playing that twilight sort of fixture. So we've had a lot of games that have played as the curtain raiser to the Division One men's competition here, along with uh, the, the curtain closer, of course, similar to uh, to the Quaffle down in South East, and uh, a few various sort of time slots. So I guess it's it's a case by case, and it just depends where you, where you're where you're the games at that weekend. The, the Magpie Sports Park is the uh, is one of the premier facilities, along with Harrop Park here, that has the the, the ability to play games under lights, whereas the other grounds don't. So it's uh, a case by case and uh, trialling a few different things. But uh, the Mackay uh, footballing community is really taking female footy and women's competition with both hands and, um, and giving it the best opportunity to grow. So it's great. As we focus on the women, how about the uh, girls coming through? How does the junior girls, youth girls structure look in Mackay? Yeah, so it's, uh, I guess it's, um, it's it's quite new at the moment and uh, we're going through stages. I'm, I'm only new to myself coming up here from the Darling Downs region, but we're, we're looking at implementing under-15 and under-12 youth girls competitions this year and um, I guess sustaining a bit of a pathway to make sure we have uh, that long-term future for the Mackay women's competition. So at the moment, there's um, it's, it's school football and, uh, and, and footy frenzy days that are in place, but uh, yeah, next term, actually, the school term, I should say, from July to September, we'll have a club club slash school-based competition up and running, which would be fantastic to, I guess, give a pathway for our female footballers in the region. And you've been lucky enough as well to have uh, one of the girls from the Mackay region uh, selected to be in the Queensland State squad. That's right, uh, young Alana McNamara, who's the, uh, the captain of the Eastern Swamp here in Mackay. She's a fantastic player and, and one to look out for in the future um, as, the, as the Women's National League comes uh, up and running. So she's been included in that squad, so, uh, which is a good reward for a player that's really worked hard. And I guess it's really good for country regional Queensland too to, to show that uh, you, can, you can still play footy in the country and, uh, and be selected in these state sides. So it's a really big, uh, big win, not just for Alana, but for the region as a whole. And I believe she's a uh, former Victorian as well. And it begs the question out of, I guess, the makeup of the league, uh, how much percentage are those girls that have actually come from the traditional bo- footballing states and moved uh, north for work, again, such as the mining? Well, it's a, uh, yeah, you'd nearly say it's 50-50, to tell you the truth. A lot a lot move up here. It is uh, it is footy in paradise. Yeah, the weather's 24, 25 degrees throughout winter, so it's uh, definitely a place you want to be to, to play football. So it's probably around about the, you know, 50-50 sort of breakdown of uh, of those uh, southerners coming up to play footy in Queensland, So, which is good, though. It, it helps with strengthen and, and shows the uh, the players from the, the non-footy backgrounds, uh, I guess, the way to go about things, and especially McNabb, who's, who was involved with, um, with State League footy down there, and also the big country as well, so um, it's really good to, to have her involved um, within the region and pass on her experience to the uh, the new girls coming through. And how is, I guess, the participation and the skills coming along? If we compare Mackay to, it'd be unfair to compare it to the southeast Queensland corner, but such as uh, the Darling Downs competition, Cairns or Townsville, for that matter. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess myself speaking from experience and um, being involved in the Darling Downs for the last ten years and, and comparing the two regions, um, Mackay's probably just a little bit behind, and, and I guess that's due to the fact that the, the Darling Downs is in their third year and Mackay's in their second year. So um, I guess the best thing that's that's really come forward is, is the new academies that they've implemented at state level um, from uh, from headquarters down at Brisbane, Craig Staff Division, Bree Brock is is really starting to filter down through to uh, to community club land, and we're starting to see the benefit of that now, which is which is great. So instead of it being a, a scrappy game of footy. We're seeing quite skillful games of footy now, and um, I guess yeah, to compare, it's very, very hard. But um, it's Mackay Footy's uh, definitely going from strength to strength, and uh, it won't be too long before uh, we're one of the powerhouses in the state. And where's the next step now for uh, Queensland women's footy, particularly in the regional areas? Is it trying to solidify the base in those major towns like Rockhampton, Gladstone, Mackay, or is it trying to look more inboard and try and get a, a foothold in places like Emerald or Roma, for example? Yeah, it's, yeah I guess it's 
it's about at the moment, and, and the key focus here for myself as regional manager is to to build the pathways for our female athletes and um, and footballers coming through. So they've got a, a sustained pathway similar to the males. So it's it's about building that the foundations at the moment to set up the long term success, and then we'll look at expanding out slowly within the central Queensland. It's, it's a large landscape um, to to really work in. So plans are there to to go out further, but I guess it's taken a step by step, and at the moment it's to implement that uh, youth girls footy to set up long term success for the women's competition which was implemented a couple of uh, years ago now. And finally before we let you go the Victorian state squad's been announced it's interesting to note in the Victorian number one side three former Queenslanders in Astro O'Connor, Tiana Ernst and Katie Brennan geez you must be hoping for a state of origin to come in one day to get the quality of some of those girls back. That's right. How, how good is it? It's uh, it's just great to see these girls getting opportunities to play in a state program, be it with Victoria, be it with Queensland, and uh, you know some of the, some of the best uh, footballers to come out of Queensland uh, are playing in the number one Victoria side. So that's a that's a massive benefit for Victoria. But it's great to see those girls, especially uh, I guess Brennan and O'Connor, who are involved with the the exhibition games, and to, to see them continue on along with their institutes, a fantastic player and was part of the uh, the state program last year. And just before we let you go on that, uh, how many people stop you in the street and actually? ask you about Taylor Harris after that mark last year and again dominating in the game just recently at the MCG. Yeah, they uh, well last year was more about uh, how was it uh, how was it coaching against the uh, Taylor Harris who, who took the mark against you and I was like well we couldn't stop her but uh, it's it's really good to see just the, the interest of the, the mark in particular Taylor uh, talk that, uh, just how it went around social media and everyone talking about it and uh, and she she obviously had was a, a key contributor again um, over the weekend so uh, it's it's really good to see and um, it does it does actually happen regularly and uh, especially within the women's football space here asking what Taylor's like and how she goes about her footy in her routine so it's good and uh, everyone's taking notice she's uh, she's an absolute superstar so it's uh, it's good to see and to be honest it'd be unfair before i go to uh, not mention some of the quality footballers that you've got in mckay who, who would be a couple of the names that we should be looking out for in mckay women's football well, Alana McNabb is, is one that we've, we've already mentioned. There's, uh, there's Adriana Smith as well, the captain of the Mackay Maykai. She's absolutely fantastic. Top three and the best in Ferris last year. We've got a couple of young guns coming through. There's uh, Lauren Bella, who actually played at the under-16 uh, Nationals down in July, uh, in July along with uh, Susie Twider, who's another young uh, gun coming through too. So a couple of stars there. And uh, Bella plays for uh, the Bakers Creek uh, Tigers and Susie Twider is part of the, uh, the Mackay Magpie. So a couple of the really Gun, out and out guns that uh, to keep an eye out for anyway. And we thank Jeff very much for his time and joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com. Now it's time to head down to New South Wales and the Sydney Women's AFL Second Division. A new team of the competition, the Blacktown Magic, and they've registered their second win for the year and they've done it in emphatic style, 101-point victory. That is sensational for a new side. And I've got their head coach on the line in uh, John Diamond. Uh, John, first of all, tell us about the history of the Blacktown Magic as a football club. Um, well, the actual Blacktown Magic Club started about uh, three years ago with uh, a men's side. And uh, over that three years, they've uh, increased that to two men's sides, both of which were in the grand final last year. And they had a little bit of uh, inquiry from one or two girls about maybe starting a uh, female team, a women's team. And uh, from that, it just uh, the interest just grew when... Um, they posted uh, something up on the website about uh, putting in uh, expressions of interest and um, ended up getting uh, about nine or ten people interested and uh, it just grew from there. 
Now, with the Blacktown Football Club itself, you're obviously out in Western Sydney. Now, whereabouts yep. they have you playing as your home ground? Um, we're lucky that we've actually got our home ground uh, where the Giants used to be based at the Blacktown International Sports Park. So uh, we play there on Oval 2 mostly, but also uh, the main Oval as well. So uh, it's great to have such a home ground that's uh, magic. And it must also allow you to use some excellent facilities. Uh, it does, yeah. On game day, we've got uh, really good facilities there. Um, and, and that's a, that's really good being uh, brand new with girls because we can... Uh, well, we can offer that something a little bit extra and they're coming in getting a great impression about what AFL is all about. And when did, again, the initial advertisement go out that uh, you were going to start a girl's side? Um, they started around um, October. They posted it up on the website and basically that's what attracted my interest. Um, previously, I'd been involved 13 years with junior football and uh, then had uh, a couple of years with uh, a couple of senior clubs just assisting them, and that as my children went through. And, uh, yeah, I was just looking to do something a bit different, and I noticed that, and I just inquired at the club about coaching them. So uh, we went from there, and we started um, early November. Um, they were running an AFL Nines um, tournament down at the uh, BISP, there at Black uh, Rudy Hill, and we went down there, did some training, and started to leverage off uh, the nines to get some girls to come and join us. And how um, easy or hard was it to try and uh, get those extra players to join the original nine or ten to form the squad you have um, now? We did a hell of a lot of work. Um, I'm a signwriter by trade, so there were signs and banners everywhere from uh, around the suburbs around Rudy Hill, Mount drew it up into the hills area um, that I did and we, we put up. But what was the most impressive is what the girls did themselves. We basically um, thought that word of mouth is going to be the biggest puller and that's exactly what the girls did, I think. All the work the club went to trying to promote and do things, probably, we might have got five or six girls, but then we probably would have got uh, another 18 to 20 come in purely from bringing your friends along. And how much have you actually got down on paper as your squad? Um, we did get up to 28, and we're, we're dropped back to 25 now with uh, one suffering uh, ACL that's mm. put her out for the year. And we've had, uh, we've got a, a number of um, girls 17 to 18, and uh, two of them, unfortunately, in the last couple of weeks have just got new jobs and they require them to work on Saturday, so they've had to pull out. So we're just starting a bit more of a recruitment drive now to try and uh, get those numbers back up because uh, we want to make sure we take 24 to every game to have that advantage of uh, a good rotation. And being a new club in Division 2, uh, how many of your girls actually have experience uh, playing Aussie rules and how many are new to the game? Yeah, well, um, say out of that 28, um, we had two that had played before and they both played with the Penrith Ramettes last year. One was my daughter who actually had about eight years as a junior and then went to netball and she currently works for AFL New South Wales casually in that. She's she come over and then one other girl who started only playing last year so 
the experience is um, very, very thin. Um, the rest are, are brand new, but uh, some of them are partners of um, players from the men's team, so they've actually watched AFL a little bit and have a bit of an idea, but um, they're, just, they're just like sponges. It's so... You know, I just love going to training and everything like that with them because they're just so keen to to learn and to soak it all in. And now I think the last couple of weeks our results are starting to show what's happening as the penny's starting to drop with them. And what's that process like, particularly since you've got a whole heap of new girls that haven't played uh, AFL before? What's it like having to, I guess, teach them the basic skills or just sharpen up a few things before you get into teaching them, obviously, um, the normal tactics of where tactics, to run to and yeah. setups? Yeah, yeah, that that was um, it. Wasn't too bad um, initially. Um, I said to a lot of people, it's been really good in one way that I'm working with a blank uh, a blank slate. Uh, and these girls don't have any bad habits or things that have been taught before, not like previously when I've coached. So it, it's quite good in that way. Um, we've tried to really break it down and, and keep it very simple. And, um, yeah, they've worked hard at what they've done. And I guess for obviously a number of uh, clubs throughout the country that have been around for, for ages, everyone forgets what the first win is like. For you, it was fairly recent, just a few weeks ago. What was that feeling of that first ever win for Blacktown Magic Women? Um, yeah, it was. Well, it was really fantastic, you know, um, to feel. I suppose I just really felt it all for the girls. That you know, again, that uh, all the work and that, that that they've put into and the things that they've tried. Um, for them to see that it come off, it was just really uh, good. The the previous uh, game we uh, we were up 22-1 at half time, and I think um, we thought the game was over, so we we packed up. So we we just did a pretty good review of that with everyone on what we need to do to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen again. And um, yeah, as they say, everything seemed to click on the day, and uh, yeah, it it was just so exciting. I, I know the girls were were really uh, were really wrapped, um, and we let them have a bit of a celebration. But we've got we've got a thing going now that uh, come Tuesday, uh, the celebration stop. We're back to no win. Um, we rock up the training, and the hard work starts again. And talking about, uh, it might be just two wins in a row, but what a heck of a winning streak you could call it. And the second win, this is extraordinary. You've beaten the Stingrays Reserves by 101 points. Not only that, you've had 38 scoring shots. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we've got to do something about the goal kicking. <laughs> 18 goals, 20, by the way, for the record. Yeah, I know. And look, to the girls' uh, credit, they point that out. The, they're there right at the end when we come off and they were cursing because they kick more points than goals. So they know that. But, uh, yeah, I was really happy with that. The thing that got me was that all, all six forwards uh, kick goals and that we had ten different um, scoring players. So we're trying to uh, build a team where there's no just one player as a target um, to make it, you know, basically impossible for teams to man up on us. And I think that last game really showed um, what was uh, there. And and in particular, I think four of those girls went off to play Division One in the afternoon. So um, we were quite happy with how 
how the game ended. And also, I'd like to take a look at some of the uh, players to obviously give those at home a bit of an insight into them. Yep. Let's start off with uh, the, the tireless work of uh, Michaelia Young. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, her, her first win and only about second or third game. Never played before. Um, she just knows one speed and that's like flat out. Uh, we use her in the midfield as, a, um, as an interchange player. And she can play all the rovers. She can go into the ruck. Um, but there was one passage to play on the weekend where she uh, she got the ball out when she was playing a rover, and she touched it three times in a run of handballs down the the side. Mm. She just never stops, and uh, yeah, she's just getting better and better every time. And some of your other better players are Rebecca Leeds and Samantha Hamilton. Um, yeah, well, that was uh, Sammy's first game on the weekend for us. She'd been um, sick and injured. Um, she played in trial games, but then had been injured and sick ever since we'd uh, started. And uh, so she went really well just playing up in the forward pocket. She's got a really good kick and, um, you know, she knows how to use her body and all that to take a mark. Um, she's played some school football before, but never in uh, competitions and that. And, uh, yeah, Rebecca, I've got two Rebeccas in the um, half-back line. Rebecca Leeds plays on the flank, and uh, Rebecca Laird uh, and their best mates uh, plays at centre-half-back, and um, they just stream forward, and um, particularly Rebecca Laird, the centre-half-back, has got tremendous talent and speed and that and uh, she actually kicked two goals on the weekend after starting uh, at the other end of the square just ran through them and uh, talking about goal kickers um, you had three kick three goals each Simone Freeman Quincy Dorans and uh, Aslan Millett yeah yeah that was uh, Aslan Aslan was the girl we picked up from AFL 9 so uh, that was her first goal and uh, yeah she played really really well she's been a keen swans fan for a few years going to the games so she was wrapped to get that little uh quincy is a little indigenous player who was the um rising star winner the week before for the sydney women's league um and she's only 17 and um yeah she's just got unbelievable talent and um simone is our center half forward and um yeah, she's uh, a softballer who come to us just to play for a bit of fitness. Um, and, uh, yeah, she has got uh, a lot of size about her and I, I think she's starting to terrorise <laughs> people and she's got a good kick too, so... Uh, yeah, it's excellent. And, John, before we let you go, um, I guess if I look from a Victorian point of view is uh, that if sides are looking to develop after having one side, they can put a, a second side in a development league or they can enter a youth goal side, so to speak. Um, where are you going down for Blacktown? If you have the success, and with success sometimes comes more players to your club, where do you go from here? Um, well, what, what we're actually looking at doing is um, the junior... Um competition up here my wife's on the committee of that the regional committee and and they've taken the initial steps of trying to get youth girls um, going up until under 14s um, but I know a couple of uh, clubs from first division have got youth girl teams up here in Sydney mm-hmm. so we're actually thinking about maybe um, 
looking at developing a youth girl team next year to put in maybe the under-18 comp in uh, Sydney, and that would then give us a, a um, you know a source of players where to uh, to get future future players from because um, it is really hard um, to get people. But uh, you know, um, there's a big step between Division One and Two here. So I think the plans would be just to consolidate ourselves and get a lot more before we like take the leap. And I think that's been seen by the Division Two teams last year that were both untouchable, Southern Power and Wollongong. That uh, now they're up in Division One and um, they're getting handed out what they handed out to everyone last year. And um, so, yeah, I wouldn't like to think that we'd go up to Division 1 too early. Uh, I'd rather put it on, uh, put my efforts into uh, developing the youth. We thank John very much for his time and wish the Blacktown Magic all the very best throughout season 2015 in the Sydney Women's AFL Second Division. Now it's time to go to our highlights from the MCG. It was the first AFL Women's Exhibition match. Here's a quick snippet of how the call went to air for those that may have missed it. In commentary, uh, yours truly, along with Matthew Cox, and on special comments, Katie Lembeski from VU St Albans Spurs and Tanya Hetherington from Diamond Creek. Umpire holds the ball in the air, ready to go here at the MCG. The first women's match of 2015 is underway and King got the tap. It's going to go in the hands of the Demons though. Well held. King follows up, sends a handball out of the pack. Running onto it is Chochi. She's got it on the halfback, sends it towards the centre wing. A mark will be taken out there by fourth. Just assesses her options on the outer wing. Sends it towards half forward. Pack flies. No one able to take the mark. King coming in for the Bulldogs, but it's going to be Pierce. She's trying to get the handball away for Melbourne. Umpire says, I want to ball it up. Corner of the centre square on the outer side. Running onto it and taking a very nice mark on the broadcast side of the ground is Wushner. She kicks it towards the half forward flank. Just in front of the members, picking it up here is Vasio. She kicks it into the goal square. It's vacant. It's bouncing. It's a goal. Is it? Yes. Ooh, okay. I thought it might have been on the line. Controversial. The Bulldogs get the first here at the MCG. And that's the margin that they lead by one straight six. The D's yet to score and yet to go inside attacking 50. Very fast, very combative start. The Bulldogs winning it in the clinches, in the contested ball. And obviously getting being able to sort of work the ball forward just Wishnose work crucial here up on the wing and feeding the ball down. Great start from the Bulldogs. This is exactly the start they would have needed to get that midfield, to get that service out there. So well done. Handball comes out there from Bentley. Melbourne with a bit of a burst through Donnellan. She works her way around a bit of traffic, then sends it inside attacking 50 for Melbourne. No one home again, though. And a mark taken there by Hutchins in defence for the Western Bulldogs. And Hutchie goes for the switch towards the outer side to one oh, bounce. Oh, 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 Harris got one behind the plate. And a free kick. Oh. Uh, it was Astro O'Connor threw in the stray elbow. Got Harris in the head and is going to gift her a goal from 25 out. Yeah, that was like she probably just went a little bit high there. She had the right intention for the shot but probably just a little bit unnecessary. Doesn't help when you do it right in front of the umpire. No, doesn't help at all. Very costly free kick. Taylor Harris is going to want to make her pay for that one in the best way possible with a goal. In old school football, you get dragged for that. <laughs> As Harris comes in directly in front, takes a long shot at goal from 35 out, but don't worry, it's straight through the middle and it's Melbourne's first. They take the lead. Eight minutes gone first term. The D's, 1-1-7. The Bulldogs, one straight six on girlsplayfooty.com.
in board there from Swanson. Had a free player, it's Phillips. Oh. She tripped over though. Bulldogs get it on the last line of defence. Chochi oh. sends a handball back in board. Hutchinson misread it. It's back on the deck. Oh. It's picked up by Swanson and she gets her first of the afternoon. Swanson with a goal and the D's back in front. Every update yeah. is Cecilia McIntosh down. Yeah, she hasn't moved either. She uh, went to grab the knee straight away, and they're looking at the knee. Uh, she's, oh, no. they're, they're showing her on the screen, and she is in pain. Nasta kind of giving the direction, saying switch to the other side. Uh, but no, she wants to come member side. She's hesitant, and finally goes to the short kick to Chochi. Oh, and short oh, didn't no. pay off. Picked off by Bowers. 15 metres out from goal. Bang! Uh, that's a shame. She actually was on her own. It just, the kick just needed to be a little bit lower, I think. Just gave too much to the Melbourne player there. Too much airtime yeah. on the kick and uh, the turnover. Costly, costly yeah. mistake then. Something that you really don't want to see, I guess, if you're Craig Starchevich, but you can't afford to really keep your head down, to have your head down at this point. The mistakes will happen. You just got to rebound well from yeah. them. Keep going. The hurry kick will go in the home direction. Yeah. Took it on the chest. Kept it nice and low for her. 50 metres out. Tries to set it towards Ashmore, who was caught standing still. Knocked out of her hands. Pressure on. Pickpocketed here by Renee Fourth. She's 35 metres out from home. The CO! That's better play from the dogs. Lowered their eyes. Spotted up the target in there. I think that's the tactic that they need to employ to win this game. Darcy Vecio's got one goal so far. Took the mark towards the left-hand side of Maskell. She'll be on a tight angle, but she'll be kicking from about 15 metres out. Darcy Vecio, in she comes, goes for the banana. How does that rock? This pump, that's how good it is. Great start to the game by Vecio. She's kind of been in everything so far, I think. Umpire gets things back underway. Big fist forward there for the D's. Anderson running onto it, though, for the Bulldogs. She's able to gather. Has a bit of time. Worked away around a bit of traffic. Sent the handball inboard. Looking there for Zanchetta. They get a kick inside. Attacking 50 to the Bulldogs. Unable to take the mark. At the back of the pack is Chochi. She's just tapping it along at the moment. Able to gather. Wheels around on her right. Sends it inside. Attacking 50. And a nice mark is taken by the Bulldogs in the forward pocket. And it is by Moana Hope. A very tight angle, though, for Hope. Looking to impact the scoreboard for the first time this afternoon. Could give them some momentum if she kicks this. Mm. They are. They trail by two goals before the kick. 15 minutes gone in this third term. Hope comes in, runs off her mark, kicks a banana, splits the middle. That was beautiful. Moana Hope with her first of the day. And the margin is back to six points here at the MCG. Can you have him describe that? Oh, that was beautiful. That was it. I didn't actually know what she was going to do then. I was like, she got on the drop punt, is she going around? But she, she kind of got around and just slotted that through beautifully. But the dogs, that's not so much better when they actually spot up a target inside 50 and spotted up Mo Hope as well, one of their key forwards. Let's see if she can get on a bit of a roll now. Going to walk oh, up for a play. Great mark by the Tasmanian. Oh, and Jessica Rushner, she gets up to lose inside the forward line just off from Mo Hope. Oh, 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 Mo Hope's trying to get the goal. Oh, but again, oh, 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 Goal! Oh, I thought she was going to get tackled Jesus. there. Goal of the day, Mo Hope. Wow. Incredible. The ball, the pass from it from Rushner was a metre wide. She picked it up inside the boundary. Took on Hickey, one of the best defenders there is in the country, while still being pulled there. Got the snap, got the goal. Look at that. You just felt that was going to be a goal. Let's just see here. Hickey's got her as well. How did she not? That one? No, oh, she just put it away. Right to it. Miller got her. And look at that double fist pump. Yes! On centre wing. Oh, Black wow. kick. Pinpoint perfect again. Found Brennan. Now they're making oh. things stick. Brennan the forward line. She's looking for the hope lead. Goes in that direction. No, I don't it. 
This is the crowd. Talk about a big kick in your career. <laughs> Talk about a big kick. Can Mo Hope do it 35 out, 45 degree angle to put the dogs in front and possibly win the game? It's probably the biggest kick she's ever yeah. taken in her career. Oh my. I got an angle. It's it, They need to get to the top of the square for just four yeah, shots. Yeah, they do. I saw a kick one last year at Tinelli off one step 50 metres out against the boundary line. That was good, but this needs to be better. 17 minute mark, Mo Hope for the Bulldogs, in she comes, how does it look, it stays out right, it won't come back. The D's get a clearing kick through, Walker to the centre wing, mark taken by Harris, Harris sends it inside, attacking 50, there's no one there, it's a sprint, running for Hutchins, also there was Phillips for the D's, Phillips leveling a little toe poke around the corner, it's a bouncing ball, Hutchins getting in there though for the Bulldogs, a little clearing kick, it's a bouncing ball in dispute, the Bulldogs get Oh, handball comes, oh, no. oh, it was a hospital handball, little kick was smothered there by, that was uh, Antonio, a shot on goal, oh, oh, from the it's Oh, it's a heartbreaker. Magnificent goal by Phillips, and that just about seals the deal for Melbourne. And that concludes the highlights from the MCG, and uh, we hope to be able to bring you the second AFL Women's Exhibition match at Etihad Stadium in August. It's time to wrap things up here on the podcast. Again, that quick reminder, we will be definitely bringing you the WA versus Victoria game Friday, 5th of June, Domain Stadium, 2.30pm WA time, 4.30pm Melbourne time via girlsplayfooty.com and the app. If you download that from the Google Play Store, just look for Girls Play Footy Radio and you can stream that on your Android phone. It is easy as that. Thank you once again for all your likes and uh, all your comments throughout this week and we look forward to uh, catching you next week with another podcast as we look ahead to state football. Teams from WA, Victoria, New South Wales, ACT, Queensland and Tasmania playing and we'll have it all covered here on girlsplayfooty.com.